0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson. We're coming to you Friday morning, July 28th. Just a few hours removed from the official news that Colorado is headed back to the Big 12 after being a 15-year member of the league before leaving for the Pac-12 in 2011, now returning again next summer ahead of the 2024 25 athletic seasons. Obviously, most notable football, but certainly everything that comes along with a realignment. Randy, I think there's lots to get into here, but certainly a huge win for the Big 12, for Brett Yormark, for a league that was on desk door two years ago, to really having not only solidified itself as the third uh, most lucrative, best conference, however you want to look at it. But absolutely hobbling their competition for that spot in the Pac-12, where who who the hell knows what's going to happen in that league, and we'll get into that. But for the Big 12, it has been uh, quite the journey from brink of destruction to stabilization to realignment predator.
1: Younger, hipper, and what was that other that other word? Younger, hipper, and cooler, as um, Brett mark has said multiple times as the, the what he envisions the big 12 um, um, being and and I would say there this adding Colorado is is a is a very good step in that in that direction. Um, you know, those of us who questioned the hiring of, of your mark just more than a year ago at this time. And because he came from outside the college sports realm and replacing a college sports lifer in Bob Volsby you know, we wondered how that would go. Um, I think it's gone. I think it's gone pretty darn well. So my eyes are open. So what what your mark is, what, what the Big 12 has done, and I'm not just saying your mark, but, um, you know, the university presidents and the athletic directors and um, and your mark. What what the conference has done is once again showed that there is life after after um Texas and Oklahoma leave. Um that it's going to that it's going to do everything it can to be, like you alluded to, the number three conference in the country. Never it will never exceed the Big 12 or the Big Ten and, and the and the SVC. So they, they've once again proven <clears throat> excuse me, proven the st- stability of the league by bringing in Colorado, a former member of the Big 12, obviously, like you said, for 15 years. Um, and during that, somebody pointed out to me this morning, I was talking to somebody from Iowa State on the phone this morning, and I didn't get a chance to check it out, but and I didn't use it. But uh, um, I'll say it here. Somebody, that person pointed out to me or said to me that, that Colorado, despite playing fewer Big 12 conference football seasons than Kansas, still has more Big 12 football wins than Kansas. Whatever that means, I don't really know. I mean – Kansas it, football it, has been terrible for a long time. Kansas football. That's exactly
0: was, what that means. <laughs> terrible at the anything. beginning, and
1: Colorado football is terrible now.
0: Yeah, yeah in Nothing terrible.
1: about Colorado sports. Colorado, yeah, and, but Colorado football is terrible now. One in 11 last year, please. <laughs> That's hard to do, um, at a power five team. But uh, yeah, and and what what Colorado is is bringing. You know, they don't wrestle, they don't play baseball, they don't play softball. Um, what they're bringing is solid basketball. You would know that better than I. Um, they're bringing a football program that that's certainly, print a trending positively in the. Uh, at least in the brand department we'll see how how coach Prime how Deion Sanders does um and it, it annoyed some people when he first came when he first went to Colorado because of his of his first speech to his players that hey if you want to go to the portal go to the portal I don't want you here anyway so 71 players hit the portal I think I, I counted this morning before before I, we came on here um it's it's at least 55 division one players have transferred in and since last off of la- since last season. So and 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 that annoys some people, but. it they'll still the Colorado will still I guarantee you whenever Colorado plays at Jack Trice, whenever that is that for that first game is whether it's next season or, or whenever that place will be sold out. That place will be rocking. And and it's cool that that the Big 12 would bring back. a le- One of the legacy one of the legacy teams um, um, you know, somebody asked about somebody mentioned bringing back Nebraska and, 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 Missouri, that ain't happening. those teams are making so much money in the, in the big twin, in the big 10 and, and um, the SEC respectively that, you know, they're just printing money. So that ain't happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a good move for the big 12. What do you, Trav, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's again,
0: you can hold, I think, probably two thoughts in your head at one time here And that Colorado in and of itself as an athletic department does not move the needle all that much. I mean, I think there is a possibility for a renaissance there. Obviously, you know, Boulder, Denver and Colorado, you know, is a place that's experiencing a lot of growth. You know, a lot of you know people have moved there and that is a, a burgeoning market that is only going to seems like continue to get bigger. But they haven't had a lot of success. I mean, the the football program has been terrible. Tad Boyle has been to, you know, let me see here, one NCAA tournament since 2017, never been to a Sweet 16. Like, that program has not thrived in the last 10 or 15 years, you know, I think, like you might otherwise expect, given their historic success. But I think there is obviously a lot of opportunity for growth and success within that athletic department and they do bring a value to the big 12. I think the most important thing at least in the short and intermediate term that they do is give the league continued stability and I think you give Bob bullsby credit for the initial stability after Texas and Oklahoma leaving while you can't you know ignore the fact that they left on his watch which is a pretty big deal uh but to go in and get the four schools that are starting this year gave the big 12 the stability, to set into motion all the actions that got us here. And obviously then your mark deserves a ton of credit for cutting the line, getting the big 12 deal done with what looks to be impeccable timing, given what we've seen in the media space in the last year. And now the big 12 or the big, or excuse me, the pac 12 is absolutely stuck between a rock and a hard place. And that that is a huge part of this that's not probably great for college sports but that's good for the big 12 you you can't it seems like pretty easy to say that having a conference the only power conference on the west coast completely crumble which appears to be a possibility for the Pac-12 right now is is bad for a sport with national ambition you know there's a reason why you know <laughs> It just that's not good for the the health of college sports, I would think, especially if a lot of these Pac-12 schools get left behind without a power five home. But certainly if you're the Big 12, you're acting for the Big 12. I think that's probably a part of a bigger discussion about why college sports is in the state of that it's in, that you've got a lot of entities working for themselves rather than the greater good. And right now, the Big 12 is sitting pretty. They are an absolute aggressor, which they have almost never been you know, in the in any of these rounds of realignment in the last 20 years. And for them to be in this situation after nearly imploding back in 2010, nearly imploding two summers ago, is pretty remarkable. And now they sit here with the Pac-12 not only looking wobbly, which is going to give them some interesting give the Big 12 some interesting options. But even if they don't go get another power five, you know, there's some interesting group of five spots that could join the league that could make them stronger. Um, but I do think this is probably nothing short of a masterstroke for the Big 12 right now, and it's impressive. It's just impressive to get where they where they came from to where they've gone and see if what's next. Because I think what's next that's, I think, the maybe the most important thing of this Pac 12 or the uh, Colorado deal, Randy is, is what's next. What's it mean for the Pac 12? What's it mean for the Big 12? What's it mean for the rest of the college sports landscape? Because there are going to be a significant amount of dominoes yet to fall across the country and across leagues and across uh, echelons of the sport.
1: I <clears throat> I agree with you, um, and I, I think now everybody wants to know what is next. Like you, um, we've all heard the the Arizonas. Uh, Utah, Colorado, let's let's do the math here. So when Oklahoma and Texas leave, that'll bring the Big 12 back to 12. Um, And they are playing – Colorado is playing next season in the Big 12, by the way. That'll bring the Big 12 to 12. Colorado makes it 13. Um, Your mark said at the Big 12 media days three weeks ago that – He doesn't mind twelve. I think he said he prefers fourteen, which means he's okay. So you have to go out and add another team. The like the options appear to be endless, especially in the Pac-12 with the Arizonas, with Utah. I don't get Utah's appeal, but that people have been people much smarter than I have been saying Utah. So I'll throw that in there. Um, And after after the twenty three twenty-four season, they're not gonna have granted rights to pay because there's no more TV contract. So it would seemingly be much easier for a Pac-12 team to to jump than for example, a somebody else like Yukon who who has a thirty million dollar buyout from the Big East, but I still would love to see Utah in or Utah, um, Connecticut in the Big Twelve. Um, since there's no geographical borders anyway in that conference. I mean the men's basketball team won the NCAA tournament last year, and which means the an already great big the best big the best con- basketball conference in the country get unreachably better football team is the Yukon football team would finish in the bottom part of the of the Big 12. Um the, the women's basketball team with the success that Gina Ariema has had there. Oh my gosh. Um and you don't think they wouldn't come close to filling up Hilton for women's games. So I would I wouldn't, you know, I'd like to see some kind of of, of movement toward the Connecticut, toward toward Connecticut. But I'm assuming that it would be easier to, to go with the Pac-12s. And I don't know which, you know, I don't know how many. I mean, it could, it, could, it could be 16 teams for all I know. But I would guess that by this time, next football season, by the start of the 24-25 football season, the Big 12 could be what? 13, 14, 15, could be 16. The Big 12 could be 16, could be 16 teams with the other three from the Pac-12. And why don't people talk about Stanford, by the way, as well, far as moving?
0: Here, here's the thing. So we've talked so much about the four corner schools of Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. And I feel like now the, the conversation has shifted to Arizona because they have seemed at least open to the idea of joining the Big 12. But, and I don't know that I'm the first person, I doubt I'm the first person to make this point, but I think it's worth making anyway. If you view the four, cor- the, the remaining four corner schools, the Utah and the two Arizona schools, as likely or possible to leave the Pac 12, if you're Air Oregon and Washington, if you think that that's a possibility, that is approaching or exceeding 50% and you're looking at a league severely diminished that you can probably dominate on the football field and get the Pac-12's automatic spot in the college football playoff, are you interested in that or are you interested in a TV deal that now is going to be theoretically significantly less than what the Big 12 is getting and miles behind what the SEC and Big Ten is getting, and certainly Oregon has national championship aspirations. I think Washington, you know, would like to as well, but obviously Oregon has been there on the doorstep of that, you know, in the last you know decade or two. If you're looking at that league, you know, is the if you're Oregon, is is the Nike money coming in perpetuity? I mean, you know, Phil Knight I think is 90 years old. Does that continue on? Or that you can make up the gap between whatever the Pac-12 TV deal is going to be in a world where it's you, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, and then maybe San Diego State, Colorado State, UNLV, you know, SMU. You, you know, it, are are you able to make up that gap to where it's worth less money for a better uh, opportunity to make a college football playoff and consequently win a national championship? Or do you look at that and say, we're going to be diminished financially. We're going to be diminished athletically. We need, to, we need to jump the line here because we're more attractive than those four corner schools to either the Big 12 or the Big 10. And the reporting that I've seen, and I haven't done any of my own, is that the Big 10 right now does not seem super interested in Oregon or Washington State, or Washington, excuse me. But if those two schools suddenly say, we're out of here. The Pac-12 has not delivered the TV deal that we want. We're worried about Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State completely decimating our league. We're gonna get. We're gonna be. We're gonna take the second mover advantage here, I guess. With Colorado leaving, do they look? If the Big Ten says no, is it good enough for them to then go to the Big Twelve, where they get in the, presumably get an immediate full share on a shorter term deal? At the big at the big 12 but they'll be able to then theoretically maybe make more on that second the big 12 would be able to make more on the the next deal which I think is in five years uh with an Oregon and Washington I mean there's just so much there are so many moving parts here there's so much gamesmanship there's so much prisoner's dilemma that I don't know what's next but if a move from those other three schools feels imminent, how can Oregon and Washington stand put? I mean, that would be that would feel very risky because, at minimum, if you're going to the Big 12 and certainly the Big 10, there's stability there, there's certainty there. You know what the check's going to be, you know who your opponents are going to be, and you know what your future looks like. You stay in the Pac 12 with all those realignment moves. I don't know how you are not severely diminished. And again, maybe it gives you an easier path to the college football playoff. But you are taking a major gamble there to save the Pac-12 when if you want to save yourself, there's a lot more certainty in the Big 12 and the Big Ten. And, you know, who the hell knows? Maybe the SEC gets in on this you know, uh, expansion round just for the hell of it because they can. You know, adding Oregon and Washington would give them that that time zone that your mark has been so covetous of. So I Randy, I think there's just so much at play here that it's hard to really see what's coming next other than it seems like those who are defensive and passive are going to get the worse end of the deal here than the teams that are aggressive and maybe, you know, look for change rather than the status quo.
1: So let's say the big 12 or the PAC 12 that Oregon and Washington stay in the PAC 12, because like you said, the automatic for now, at least, which is an automatic birth into the college football playoffs. Um, so let's say they do that. Let's say they try to add um, Fresno, San Diego State, like you said, um, SMU. Would those teams really give up where they are now for the insecurity that is the Pac-12? I don't – I man, I don't know. So the Pac-12 is is – is in a bad, bad spot right now. But I keep thinking that, that the, um, you know, the, the Silicon Valley suits, maybe they don't wear suits over there, I guess. Maybe they don't. But the Silicon Valley, all, all that, all the people over there will figure it out somehow that they'll, they'll devise some new kind of of... of streaming or, or something because certainly Fox and ESPN aren't going to be enamored with what's left in the pac 12. So I guess, I guess I'm not even answering the question here, but I'm just throwing more, more logs onto the fire. Um, I, what do I think is going to happen down the road? I, man, if you're the, if you're the big 12, would you take an Oregon? Hell yeah. For- Why wouldn't you? there'd certainly be better competition in football, but at some point, if you're getting to 14, te- 16 teams in the big 12, don't you then start figuring out where your place is, your picking order, your place is going to be if in the football the, conference. If, if the you're the big, standings?
0: if you're the big 12, wouldn't you, I, to me, the logic would be I completely hobble, if not eliminate the pack 12 as competition and I keep closer to the Big Ten and SEC for a day where, given all the uncertainty in college sports, you could see them. I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility the SEC and Big Ten to say, "Hey, we're going to go do our own thing in football and leave the NCAA"? You know, with whatever is coming next in in realignment with Supreme Court cases, with athletes as employees, with NIL, like it's it is if if there is not federal legislation that the NCAA is seeking there seems to be a lot of momentum for the NCAA to really lose its grip as the governing body of college sports um and you know what does college sports look like does it become professional sports if it's you know as you know i think many would argue me included it basically is right now at least in big time football and men's basketball so if if you're worried about that 10 15 20 years down the road getting Oregon getting Washington keeps you closer to where either the Big 10 and SEC decide not to do that or you're part of whatever comes next if you don't go do that are you part of what comes next like who again who's the big brand that can't be left behind in the Big 12 if if the Big 10 and SEC want to go play football by themselves Who's the big football brand that can't be left behind? There there isn't one, right? Oklahoma and Texas are gone. You if you add Oregon, maybe that changes. You know, maybe you have enough to is Oregon gonna
1: bring <laughs> gonna bring TV money to the table?
0: Yes, without a doubt.
1: Okay. Because then- I know that the Colorado is a top 20 TV market. Um, I do know that. But yeah, sure, you can bring try to bring Oregon in and sign their like everybody else once the big well what's the big twelve grant of rights through now the TV deal. I think 33 it's like, or I don't know what it is, 30 something or other.
0: I mean it's also got to be really attractive to Oregon potentially that they're going to get a full
1: share right off the bat. Well exactly <clears throat> exactly and and it's going to be have to be attractive to the Big 12 as well um that if Oregon should ever decide to leave that there's there's going to be a steep grant of rights to pay because this is very similar to what Texas and Oklahoma would have had and I think we're probably negotiated down um it's it's just that I've not seen that much chatter about about Oklahoma we've seen the four corners New Oregon huh or, or, or Oregon yeah we've seen the four corners like you like you mentioned um and I and like I'm going to go back to Stanford I haven't seen any chatter about Stanford. They're, but uh um you know when I think of Pac twelve football I think UCLA Southern Cal, and Stanford I don't think Oregon or the Arizonas or or I mean um, if
0: you're if you're Brett Yormark again Colorado makes a ton of sense in a lot of in a lot of ways but again I don't know that, that that's not a powerhouse athletic department but what it does is it immediately puts a crushing amount of pressure on the pac-12 which especially if you've been leaking for a year about how you want these four corner schools a conspiracy theorist or a speculation uh, expert might think that that is all designed to put pressure on the the top tier brands athletic departments markets remaining in the pac-12 which is oregon and washington that you put enough pressure or create enough instability that maybe those shake loose and if they can't find a home in the Big 10 maybe you're their next best option. That would be what maybe a conspiracy theorist would think and I think also the Big 12 would probably happily take the uh, the other three remaining schools of the four corners but we'll see. I mean like bottom line is the first domino has fallen and I don't think it can be overstated how poorly the Pac-12 has managed everything in the last what 10 years. You know, the Pac-12 network being just an absolute mess of a hodgepodge of affiliates that never had huge distribution, to losing USC and UCLA and not acting swiftly and immediately to shore things up like the Big 12. I mean, that's why the Big 12 is still around, because they were able, able to add those four schools before anybody else got really antsy. Well, and, and the, the Big go.
1: 12 jumped, jumped the – and the, the Big Twelve
0: jumped ahead. Jumped the
1: TV deadline too, or the in negotiating in negotiating the new contract too.
0: Exactly, but again, like the Pac-12 may have been in the position the Big Twelve is in two years ago, where they could have came in, swooped in, gotten some of the Big Twelve programs that were iffy about the future, and completely hobbled the Big Twelve. Instead, they didn't do that. They lose two of their marquee programs, and then don't act swiftly either with the TV deal or expansion, and now they're stuck really between a rock and a hard place where the answers do not seem easy and they do not seem apparent uh, as they continue to not have a TV deal, as they continue to shed members, and as all that creates a level of pressure and insecurity that feels really hard to withstand from the outside. Maybe it's different within the remaining league programs, but from where you and I are sitting, Randy, I think it is going to take a lot of trust and belief in the Pac-12 to, for a lot of those schools to continue on and not be the first one to try to pull the ripcord. Wh- again, what I just said, what has the Pac-12 done to have earned that trust? What has George Klyakov done to earn that trust? What, is, what have your fellow athletic administrators or admi- university administrators done to earn that trust? Because you're in the spot now because of all the decisions all those people had to make. And that's why... Again, the Big 12 was in this position two years ago, and it climbed back from the depths. So maybe there's a way for the Pac-12, but man, it, it certainly feels
1: dire. Have you seen anywhere, Travis, where somebody mentioned? I, I did a radio this morning for somebody. I don't remember who, but some, they mentioned that that there's a possibility that Arizona and Arizona State may have a, excuse me, an agreement that they're that they're joined at the hip. Yeah, one I, mean, I think
0: it one. was uh I can't remember which of the school's administrators said that they don't necessarily have to do the same thing but you know obviously okay. there are okay there are political ramifications for that but I mean if USC and UCLA or ex- just UCLA I guess USC is a private school if UCLA can leave all its uh you know University of California system
1: you yeah, know, line,
0: yeah you know with Cal Berkeley like I I don't know that there's a lot of political will in, in Arizona to, to keep those together, so, but I'm also not a Arizona well, political scientist.
1: Let me let me ask you this. I know that I, I, do, I just want like, to make that clear. No, no, I you teach me a lot about politics over the last few years that we've worked together, um, and I certainly know nothing about politics. But a year from now, okay, a year from now, how many teams will be in the Big Twelve? When they when they when they go to when the Big Twelve goes to crunching to making an, another football schedule because they're going to have to tear this one up obviously and and the this matrix that seems to be a buzzword matrix up and start over how many will the Big Twelve be and who will they be
0: I think it'll be fourteen or sixteen I mean I think we'll see again I think the best case scenario for the Big Twelve would be you spook Oregon and Washington enough. And they can't get into the Big Ten and more money. Where they come to the Big Twelve, and you add Arizona, I think it's probably the best brand. I mean, you're in that gets you into the the Phoenix market, which is one of the biggest or fastest growing in the country. You know, despite them not having water, but the Arizona's think, are but just one. I think just one. I don't know that if you take Oregon, Washington, and Arizona, now you're at 17. Then do you take Utah to get to 18? Do you want to be 18? I mean. Anything beyond 6 teams feels like you're basically going to be in two conferences anyway but you know we'll see what the TV executives say.
1: Well that's another uh, point because yes. that's box and ESPN are going to have something to say in there. But too. my
0: point would be I think that's probably a best case scenario I think less likely but certainly a or excuse me maybe more likely but and remaining a possibility is a Yukon you know is a Memphis is a San Diego state you know UNLV UConn, I think I said, I mean, I think, and then you'd round out to 14. I think 14 is a lot more likely than 13 uh, as we sit here today. I, I would be a little surprised if there's not at least one more to come. But, you know, again, I think the the name of the game here is creating pressure, creating urgency, and creating leverage. And I think the Big 12 has done a damn good job of that. Right now, the question is, can the, the Pac-12 maneuver their way out of this does the is the big 10 interested in further expansion and maybe the sec that seems less likely given what we've seen but um you know who who knows i think you would be silly to take much off the table after what we've seen in the last couple of years
1: and all this is going to unfold during during the season
0: well I and mean, also it's also so. going to unfold as the supreme court potentially takes on a case you know whether athletes are employees or not as the, as Congress try, you know, looks at federal legislation to help the NCAA out. And I mean, I don't know how you look at this landscape and be, <laughs> and say that this is amateur athletics and that the, the student athletes don't deserve a cut. There's no money. way this
1: is amateur athletics. because
0: it is just absolutely 100%. I mean, I think it was the Arizona president maybe Arizona state president. I will have to go back and look who said, you know, quoted Jerry Maguire with this whole thing is show me the money. Like, yeah. okay, then like I would, if I were an attorney, or uh, if I was anyone associated with players, I would point out that quote every opportunity I got, if I was trying to advance the cause of student athletes getting paid by universities rather than the, biz- biz- uh, but is
1: that going to be the confusing okay, so that, march
0: that, of the NIL collectives?
1: Which, okay, so which discussion though is is more crucial? Adding teams to the Big 12 conference or adding teams to conferences or the legislation? Can they both happen? Can they both, can both of those conversations go on at the same time?
0: I think they're going to have to. I think it gets harder to keep a straight face about wanting to limit student athletes' ability to earn money and be locked out of TV money when this is what you're doing. But The NCAA has staved it off for like 130 years and there are entrenched interests and change is hard. So who the hell knows? But I mean, I would, we, we seem to be heading in one direction and it is not uh, the status quo would be how I guess I would put it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I'm saying that this time next year, the big 12 will have, it may, I don't know. It'll I'm, it'll have fourteen, but it's, and I don't know who the other one will be. Arizona, I'm saying, but anyway, We're, that's just me. We now we expand beyond that.
0: Yeah, we've probably speculated enough here. Let's uh, let's end this up. Hopefully, everybody has a great weekend. Considering all the myriad realignment possibilities, we'll probably be uh, talking about this for much of the immediate future. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider podcast from the Des Moines Register. Be sure to check out all our coverage of Iowa State Athletics, Big 12 Athletics, and the oncoming rush of realignment news at Des Register.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.